Welcome to the Startups Roundtable podcast, where we discuss the science and art of startups with founders and the broader startup community. I'm Tony Hackett, and I've spent over a third of my B2B sales career either working for early stage startups or as a go-to-market and social selling mentor for founders and their teams. In each episode, we will explore various topics, including decision-making, team-building, and growth strategies. Before we meet today's guest, I'd like to start with an acknowledgement of country. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet. Here in Sydney, it's the Gadigal people. We pay respect to elders past, present, and emerging, and extend our respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people attending today. Today we get to meet Ukraine-based Fuel Finance CEO and co-founder Alona Misko. Launching Fuel Finance just before COVID arrived didn't slow the team, and neither has the war which has fractured their country. The challenges have hardened the Fuel Finance team's resolve as they continue to provide their cloud-based financial department for small businesses and startups that is efficient, agile, and affordable. Speaking with Alona reminded me that mindset is more than just a belief system. It's how people perceive and react to their environment. It's the way they think about themselves, others, and their goals while balancing beliefs with reality. This is an amazing story and it is inspirational. So let's get underway. Alona, it's fantastic to meet with you today. Thank you for making the time. Any startup has challenges. No question. You don't even need to be a founder to know that. Could you start by giving us a little bit about yourself and what's going on and certainly uh, to introduce us to things you'd like us to be thinking about relative to Ukraine and what's happening right now? So over to you. Yeah, thank you. And hi, everyone. I'm CEO and co-founder of Fuel Finance and Fuel Finance like cloud financial department for startup. So we make easier life with our product in managing finance for all founders like have clear understanding how to manage finance in order to get high revenue high valuation for startup and everything else so in very easy way and uh, also like we have a ukrainian team so we create this product like i'm in ukraine now so uh, we have team who really now in ukraine and uh, like everyone create this product and still working during the war and uh, we even growing during the war but uh, yeah for sure like as you mentioned like startups have have many challenges but uh yeah i think like uh, we have additional challenge uh, being ukrainian startups so manage manage the startup during the war and uh, also like not only manage startup because we also like every, every ukrainian now try to do much more work and much help much projects which can help our country now to win this war it's it's quite an incredible time. And I was thinking just today as I was thinking about our conversation that in any other time, we would have been talking about the challenges of COVID and, and how you'd survived the COVID challenges. And that seems to be just so far in the rearview mirror in your life that it probably almost feels like it didn't happen. <laughs> but if you were to think back just to that period of time ago, what, what did that feel like for you and your team? You mean like when the start the start of the war? Even before that, with COVID, so with COVID have... and with COVID. Yeah, 
Yeah, we have already both <laughs> both crises and the COVID and uh, and also like the war. Uh, like we started uh, our startup exactly before the COVID, so that's why it was like the first challenge that we met was already in several months after. So <laughs> it was already a, a new interesting experience. So I think like our whole history about different crises and how to manage them. <laughs> so I think we we can uh, create better products in finance, how to manage finance during the crisis. <laughs> so it's already much understandable for us <laughs> based on our experience. But uh, when we talk about the COVID, I believe like it was a strange and new way because we were like, everyone was in the office and we were working all together like day and night. And uh, after that, uh, everything like has changed and uh, we started to work remote. But uh, I believe it was not such significant maybe challenge for us for remote work because like everyone has like Slack and uh, all this digital stuff to, like software to manage uh, the work. But yes, when we talk about inspirational part and some, I don't know, teamwork together and all this energy that is created like from offline type of work, uh, it was like completely in another way. So it has changed, but uh, I think that we like somehow uh, after several months, we understood how to make calls uh, like more more fun and uh, how to how to work like uh, using online uh, communication only so uh, that's why it was like it was all like crisis and they think you start to you have this period of adaptation and after that you already understand how how you can do the same results uh, already with new reality but uh, when you talk about like the war it's completely another experience like much more uh, complicated it puts a, a whole different pressure, I'm sure, on team collaboration and it heightens the need for trust and respect amongst team members because there is no no greater governor than ourselves and our own self-drive and mindset. And I was listening to another podcast that you were a guest on and the thing that kept coming through to me was mindset. There are books, there are workshops, there are industries built around mindset, but at the core of what you were describing and the way that your team rallied together, continued to stay focused, support each other, it just seemed to be so much about mindset. Could you maybe speak to that a little bit? Yeah, like I believe that uh, values and uh, values and mindset, it's like the core part, I believe, in every startup, in every business. And uh, when we like choose people and hire people uh, to few, we first of all, I need to understand that uh, every person has the same like values and mindsets because it's the core and uh, it couldn't be trust uh, in the team without that. For us, like it is very important, first of all, responsibility and responsibility, high level of responsibility, and not only like, not like, I don't know, between uh, some managers, but, uh, and uh, between like our team and our clients and customers, but also like responsibility as a high level between everyone and uh, be responsible for your results, be responsible for what you propose, your ideas, uh, do your job great because it's also a type of responsibility. And I believe, uh, and also like support each other. So I believe it's like this level of trust. Uh, first of all, when you have like high level of responsibility, you understand that everyone will do their job as good as they can and even more. And uh, the second one uh, in that situation and uh, 
with that mindset, uh, you also can have trust. And uh, that's why I believe that everyone can trust uh, other people inside the team. So they believe that they will do their job their best and not only their job. So in any other situation, they understand that other person like uh, will do everything to deliver like high quality, high results. And in that way, I think uh, because of all that values, it was maybe in some easy way for us to communicate like during the war. And when the war started, we understand, okay, we trust each other. So everyone like can support now. For example, someone can do like a job of another person inside, uh, inside the team and try to do it like the best. Uh, this mindset really helps to move faster so move faster because like everyone feels this uh i think like confidence trust uh, and uh, also like feel like support and uh like you can you can do like the best you can you can make different approaches experiences that you want and it's like all about really teamwork and this values inside just want to pick up on a word experiment. It's interesting. It's one of the topics I wanted to raise with you, which was around experimentation and what role that plays in your product development. But also given you have a global reach, you have global customers, how you go about looking at your business model and your pricing model and yeah, just that, that role of experimentation. I think like we uh, have every week, every day, different experiments and uh, with the product and with the pricing model and the sales, with marketing, I, I think like with everything, even with operations inside the startup. So uh, when we talk about like pricing uh, and the product, so yeah, we were, like, for example, I know uh, during last several weeks, we provided like new package for uh, customers because we discovered, okay, as uh, it like our price is high, for example, for like pre-seed startups, but we want this startup to use our product as early as they can because we believe they can grow faster and they can become like faster on next stages of uh, their development. And uh, that's why like we create, for example, new pricing model and uh, like with less price, new package. We discovered that like, for example, from our sales calls. And uh, after that, we have like this, we had this discussion in this team. Okay, what do you think? So this package and is it reasonable? What do you see like from our customers, how they use like our products? Uh, if they really will will get this value from this uh, lower package and like we decided and tested like very fast i think for for several weeks from the idea to the <laughs> to the changes already on the website and to the new customers it's interesting and i i guess the customers feel the that trust and that that work and that energy that you bring to it as well how do you go about growing your business is it does social selling play a big part in what you do when we talk really about trust, uh, yeah, we have very great uh, customer support uh, for our clients. And I believe uh, that's value. It's not very obvious, I think, during the sales process, I don't know, or on our website, but it really, why our clients choose us, because they really receive this great support. Uh, and uh, we have many clients because of word of mouth and recommendations like from our current customers, but also we try to build the system them, like first of all of financial literacy for founders and uh, that's why we make really different workshops why we create many contents and share like all our ideas now like a special content about this financial downturn and how startups can be prepared for that from our experience of all crisis and i believe when you try to create this value
value for your customers in that value when you think, okay, I'm also like founder and what content I would like to receive, for example, in finance or I don't know, like I, I was like, I had the period when I tried to understand everything about sales and marketing. So what content I would like to receive in this in this sphere? Not only like sales content because I want to sell you my product, but content that really can create the value and help founders be financially literate and have a little bit easier life with uh, their finance. And uh, first of all, like when I think of that, it's my main idea really to provide such products that can help founders uh, with their finance and that can really work in very easy uh, way uh, explain that Finance is not something boring. It's very cool. It's interesting. Uh, but only in that way, when you have very cool system and you have data, when you have like this cool dashboards, graphs, in that way, you really, I believe uh, founders, they have this feeling, oh, finally, it's a little bit easier life for me with all this data and all this managing business in the, in their in in this finance so uh that's why like the first idea which we want uh, how we generate leads we want to create value for them even before they start to be like our clients when i looked at your website the messaging that i took away from it was if you're a, a startup or a small business and you're wanting to stay focused on innovation and growth you don't need to put your head in your hands to do with managing your finances we take that yeah. that burden away from you and we simplify your world. And it also made me think about the difficulty organizations have today in recruiting. We hear about the market as difficulty in getting people. So if you're the largest companies who can afford the biggest salaries and you're struggling, how does a small to medium business or a startup do that? And you're bringing automation to help them solve that problem. So I, that's the messaging, messaging I took away. And it also seemed very clear that you know, A, who your customer is, but equally, if not more importantly, who isn't your customer. And that seemed to be very powerful. I'm guessing you took a bit of time, in, if I've got that right, in getting to that position. Yeah, like uh, we have like many different tests. And so I, I, first of all, I have financial background and uh, I made like, I don't know, maybe more than 200 different already workshops in finance. So I have really many students as entrepreneurs. I think many more than two or three thousand uh, different entrepreneurs, which uh, like we're learning finance in that way, how, how I see it. So that's why uh, I believe that uh, when we talk about this like financial, like I believe that uh, all founders don't need to spend time to hire a financial person because you really even when you hire a financial person, it's uh, not an easy way to understand if uh, this person will do their job good and how you can check their work. So I believe uh, like, okay, but you can check like work of sales manager yeah, in some way. You can check maybe work of marketing manager, but to check work of financial manager or financial director, you should be really very good at finance. So it's like the high level of mistakes. And I believe it's like risks, high risk, but not reasonable risks uh, for startups. Also, I believe that much work is usually done by financial managers or analysts in early stages of company development. Most of all, it's manual work and it can be automated and it should be automated. So like 90% of work like during first, I think, three three, four years of business development, all can be done by, by the product automatically. So simply you should be focused uh, not on preparing reports, uh, like you should be as founder focused on final results. 
and what insights you get from these results. So that's why we really take care of everything. So we make the product that like will already give you this core insights. No like time spending on do manual job or thinking, okay, what graph I should prepare here or I don't know what metrics I should control on like on my stage of business development. You simply get this final dashboard uh, notifications like what is really important and uh, you simply like can be focused on uh, what should be changed. Revenue I don't know, or maybe like expenses. And we have also the support of financial managers in case like you couldn't make this decision by your own. You always have the support of financial managers already with this experience. You um, help your customers make decisions. Have you changed the way you make decisions from two years ago when you started to how you are now? Or is there any one or two things you'd say here are two very major or profound differences I've made? Yeah, so this product is also like we use uh, the same financial product uh, in Fuel. And uh, that's why this product like has changed completely during, I believe, uh, last year. Because like I was growing as CEO and I always like have, uh, I don't know, more need and some additional data and some additional graphs, dashboards. And uh, this final product uh, which we created, it was like uh, our work with my co-founder. And uh, he was also like managing a startup uh, and managing also Padcube, uh, like another startup. And uh, we made like uh, this uh, decision. So his startup is already on A plus round stage. Uh, we are on the early stage, and it was like combination of understanding what final product really CEOs uh, should use every week, every day, every month to have first of all easier way to manage all functions in the business. So I believe that like when you have this financial data. And financial data on high level, like plan actual analysis, you have like understanding plan actual, not only in finance, but in business metrics, uh, you simply like can be better CEO. And it's exactly what was uh, with me during this last year, uh, when like step by step, we upgraded our system, we finally got in fuel our dashboard with different parts, like who's responsible for revenue, who's responsible for marketing. Who's responsible for the product? Who is responsible for customer support? And uh, every function has like their dashboard and their dashboard with different metrics, with uh, qualitative, quantitative metrics, with plan actual analysis, with financial metrics and like what impacts, for example, lead generation or cost of acquisition has on our budgets, on our runway, on our like marketing budget and cost of acquisition. So it's very in very obvious way. So in that way, it was much easier for me when we finally got this dashboard. Uh, in that way, we now like also propose it to our customers. It was for me like I don't know, maybe maybe I saved like 40% every week with this dashboard uh, because of much less communication with uh, executives, with, uh, with much less management, because now it's very easy way to discuss with different managers only these results from these dashboards and what should be changed to change the situation. So we don't discuss, okay, how we can get this data, so how we will prepare this data, how will, like, I don't know, what, what graph we will build here we only focus on this like final insight so for me it was much much more <laughs> uh, upgrade uh, to be completely another ceo with this uh, data-driven system that's a much better answer than my question deserved <laughs> 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 
That That is a fantastic answer. And interestingly enough, in this conversation we're having, you sounded like a founder up until about two minutes ago, then you sounded like a CEO. <laughs> so, <laughs> the idea of, of relying on the systems that you're asking your customers to rely on and you have felt the business value of that, that's the ad right there. So that, but it's a tremendous answer. And it leads in a little bit to one thing I try to work out is data versus intuition. We rely on the data and I, mm-hmm. I do like data. So how do you then blend in the intuition? And when I think about what you've just discussed is it's really clear the data you rely on, which by extension creates the space that you allow intuition and brainstorming to actually blend in. Is that a reasonable way to think about what you've just discussed? Yeah, I think like when we talk about intuition, usually like I believe that every company has very valuable assets, uh, their data. And the more data they have, uh, the more cool like insights and the more better approaches they can build. And when we talk about intuition, it also easier way to uh, like think about. So when you talk about intuition, something when you try to build like some approach, some ideas, yes, like what what will work. But uh, it's much easier way when you make this approach and you have like qualitative, quantitative, for example, goals for this approach. And after that, like, I don't know, in two weeks, you can check if this approach was right or not. And it can be not right, but you can fix it and understand in what way it was not right, in what metrics it was not right. And uh, it's a better way to make, like, a better approach for the next two weeks. And it's, like, the way how you can work with yourself. uh, And uh, so, like, I have the same the same system, like, for example, for my personal management uh, of time. So I have also planned actual like analysis of uh, hours spent on different functions like every week. And uh, when it, like when I started to make this uh, planning system, uh, it was very funny because like after several like first two weeks, it was, oh my gosh, I planned like two two hours for this task, but it was like spent six hours for this task. <laughs> Why? Why it was like that? And already with uh, every next week, I had like more more precise planning. And in that way, I finally have the situation when, okay, 95% of all my tasks uh, which were planned they are done during this week because it's a really reasonable time planning and uh, very efficient time planning and the same i believe with financial system and with all ideas and with all approaches that you get so the more the better you will be in this planning and uh, approximations i don't know with, with in understanding your goals from all your different initiatives and the better you will get results and you can move even faster with this additional understanding without hunches. In some ways, it links back to the first topic we started discussing, which is around experimentation as well, where intuition leaves space for experimentation or experimentation leaves space for intuition. One thing I did want to raise with you and in looking at the makeup of your organization, diversity and inclusion is spoken about broadly, and it should be, and it's important, and we need to be very conscious about it. And you seem to have a, a great blend across your team. Could you maybe just share some some observations or thoughts or even suggestions as to how startups could be thinking about diversity and inclusion? First of all, about when we talk about diversity, we have really as a team when like fifty percent of our team like are girls and. Uh, women and 50% like a man it's uh, and it's not something like uh, which was planned 
but uh, I don't know, like simply like historically, it was uh, it was such situation. And uh, I believe that uh, also diversity when we talk about different background and different experience. It also like we have people with uh, financial background, we have people with marketing background, with product background. I don't know with automation of Google spreadsheets background. So like with engineering background. And I believe like this diversity and value from this diversity, it, I think that like, okay, when you only start your startup, you don't think about diversity, but when you have like number of team, like, I don't know, more than 10 people, you already start to understand the value from that. So you see that how this branch brainstorms and different discussions uh, built. So how like people can be different and uh, what they discuss. And it's like, it's became important. So, but it also like became important because like it's very strange like situation, but uh, I never like had even thought about that. But for example, now in Ukraine, we have like the situation with mobilization. So of men, and when I talked with different founders in Ukraine, they uh, now like also discuss different plans inside their teams. For, for example, I don't know, like men will be mobilized and how like to be prepared for that. And it was really strange because when we started to discuss also the situation inside our team we decided okay now we will have this plan that for example every man like uh, in our team will work with women who uh, in uh, in different cases for example uh, they can really do their job so we have like this backup plan for a man inside our team and uh, it's also the way of diversity and because of diversity so i think that maybe not obvious not usual not usual situation for every startup but uh, for like i believe in ukraine startups understand very clear why you need uh, to have this diversity it's a very unique perspective and you expressed it very well. Could I ask you to maybe share some experiences and maybe some advice as well for other founders and for startups who may be just thinking about getting underway in relation to mentors and coaches and what your experience has been with mentors and coaches in seeking them out and and how you've been making those decisions? First of all, I'm working with myself, like I think during class three years. Yeah, three years, maybe more. And like, I don't like, I think I don't have some like cultures as it like names, but I believe that all people with uh, whom I talk every day and uh, all other different founders, friends, in some ways they're mentors for me. And I believe so when I try to understand some topic very fast, for example, uh, I don't know, I had like, uh, I had uh, one topic and uh, one part of the business for quarter usually. So, for example, uh, sales and marketing was a quarter, and I tried to deep dive in this uh, topic, uh, understand everything. I asked thirty minute call usually with uh, other founders who are already like or with some like salespeople in uh, the sphere who are very very good. And uh, we discussed during the thirty minutes. I get all information how it should be built, what already experience they have what fuck-ups they had so what challenges they had earlier and i believe it's like also the way of mentoring um because it's like more high like 
higher level maybe and um, I believe it's very important and valuable so I don't have like some specific person as a coach or a mentor like but on the other hand I believe that like working with my co-founder maybe it's also the same way because he is uh, more experienced like in startups than me so it's a little bit of that way but usually I have like many different mentors and coaches so all other startup founders with whom I talk and it's it's really valuable so it uh, helps me growing I believe faster it's a different answer to one I've received it's a this is a question that I ask every guest and yours your answer is a very interesting one because if I play it back you're saying I'm not going to rely on a single go-to person but I'll I'll have a network that I can go and find very niche expertise when I need to, and vice versa, I'm sure people come to you to draw on your expertise. And so finding a mentor and a coach, in my mind, in asking the question, I was asking about a person. But your answer is it's about getting support fast and when you need it. So that's mentor and coach as a network is a very powerful answer, actually. I I like that. That allows it to evolve as you each grow in your knowledge and expertise, that mentor network becomes richer and richer back to the trust, I suppose, as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a uh, really great network, and yeah, like you, you will not have the situation that uh, I don't know. In some periods of time, you will be smarter than your coach or mentor because it's simply impossible. <laughs> exactly, Alana. This has been a fantastic conversation. I'm so grateful for your time. I wonder, in just wrapping up, if I could ask you. If there was anything you would like me and people listening to the podcast to bear in mind in regards to Ukraine, what would you like us to think about as your closing comment for us? Uh, yeah, like first of all, so what, what I what I can can I ask as like being Ukrainian, like simply support Ukraine now and share more information about what is going on and don't be silent. Uh, and it's very important for us because we're now fighting and uh, we need the support uh, every day. And uh, also, like I believe that everyone can provide the support with sharing information, with uh, donating, with even like with even buying Ukrainian products we have very great products and uh, my friends like and my co-founders they created like spendwithukraine.com website with all information of different like fashion ukrainian brands startups uh, that we have different technologies uh, like cool products and uh, i believe that everyone uh, when they decide to buy ukrainian products uh, they really understand that they not only buy, but they donate to help Ukraine because all these companies now like share their profits and send parts of their profits to the military forces or to some other organizations to win this war and fight more brave. Well, thank you. And I'll get some links from you to put in the show notes as well. So when we, we publish this conversation, people will be able to readily find the appropriate places. But thank you once again for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Feedback is always welcome. And I would appreciate introductions to potential future guests to invite onto the podcast. But that's it for today. Thanks for listening and bye for now.